child pornography is a big issue but can a software solve it hello everyone i am rahul devdhar i am prasanna naidu and you are listening to the right views podcast recently uh, the cyber wing of maharashtra police uh, acquired a software from the interpol uh, that is the international police it's an international organization uh, that works on international crimes um that would help them this software would help them track down child pornography uploaded online on the internet so how does this software work how much of it will help the maharashtra police to track down this pornography uh, let's let's dive into that so uh, rahul sir uh, are you aware about this news and uh, how, how does the software's work Yes, actually, uh, this software is basically an enhanced version of a web crawler. Web crawler is basically an automated software which searches the net, and uh, it identifies elements within the clips that it is going to search. This is going to search through video files, and uh, in these video files, it is going to check whether the kind of uh, picture that is being shown is is it of a person or not as a first step and if it is of a person what what is the guesstimate of the age of that person and if there is nudity in that picture that or a video which is it is scanning and if it is so then uh, it is going to report it as a, a child pornography uh, flag now there are various systems in place to recognize whether uh, a particular photo is of a person or not and whether this person is a male or a female that can be recognized by the computer these days the computer can also guess or estimate sort of a age of that person which is not to say that it will exactly estimate the age but it will sort of approximately identify a person or a character or the picture uh, the actor in the picture whether that actor is uh, a young actor which is considered as a child or, or not a young actor so that much it can decipher there will always be errors so this is the concept behind it and uh, child pornography is a big problem globally that's why this uh, software is being sought out uh, to track child pornography so what from what information i know uh, it says that this crawler will scan not only images and videos but also text uh, i have seen personally uh, many twitter accounts uh, even on instagram it is very common and even on facebook but even i i was not expecting this on twitter but such uh, pornographic websites uh, pornographic material is also available on twitter and also youtube Uh, like uh, they uh, target small youtube channels uh, and uh, just start spamming it with comments uh, so i think the text version will be used on such platforms uh, yes actually uh, the text version is very simple it is the older version but uh, text version you know uh, there is no end to lewd comments pasted on uh, any channel or even on twitter the text itself cannot create what is called pornography what is the, the issue of 
or it is a victim uh, has to be identified then it, there has to be an element of crime involved only statements will not constitute any crime but they may lead you to the person who is spreading such statements or making such statements and through that chain you will get to know that which is the account and where is it and that sort of thing if if only such statements are counted as crime then more than half of the twitter accounts will be <laughs> banned <laughs> no there, so uh, you know this is uh, actually not uh, uh, i mean there are if you want to understand this concept of when it is a crime at what point is the crime then it's a very difficult concept in law to understand uh, when is the crime and you know that is uh, at what point it becomes a crime does it become a crime when such a video is recorded does it become a crime when such a video is shared or does it become a crime when you like such a video in india it becomes a crime only when it is reported uh, yes that is true but uh, uh, you know uh, the, uh, will you if if a uh, web crawler uh, bot which is this is a bot basically it trolls through internet and uh, goes through everything every video every comment and every post photo and tries to identify what is on that photo okay mm. now if you take that and identify it saying that this is uh, a child pornography then will you consider it as a reporting of crime as in the first information report so in general there is let's go to let's take a step back and sort of understand the criminal justice system in brief not i'm going not going to talk too much but the criminal justice system has to be set in motion okay now criminal justice system cannot automatically operate it has to be set in motion now it can be set in motion by different people by reporting a crime is what you know you are referring to it is called the first information report now this report can be done by police officer himself when he is witnessing a crime or it can be done by any person and it can be done because of uh, but certain restrictions are there in law when it is a crime when it is not a crime for example certain things are a crime in public but they are not crime in private so there are many such things so any those are the limitations so the thing is ki when such a video is shared it is a crime actually technically it's a child pornography by default is a crime and recording such videos itself is a crime you know having that thing shown is itself a crime now the question comes is that at what point will you recognize a crime and what point you will say that this is a perpetrator or he is such and such person is a perpetrator now there are various things to consider for example if you are tracking the chat transcripts between me and you someone is tracking and i have sent a video to you and now that video is being caught by this software saying ki this is an objectionable video and it is been tagged now that video is then identified and then it is said ki i have sent it so he is the perpetrator in this case and therefore a investigation is started by the police because of this tag from this software then the police come to me and say they look at through what whatever video or whatever uh,
computer and data and whatever records I have, all the files that I have. And then they look through all sorts of information and whatever is objectionable can be confiscated. Now let's say a person sends his newborn baby's photo or a video to another person, let's say to his family group. Now newborn baby is a child by definition of law. Okay, but can you send a newborn baby's photo in a group? Technically, it is not a, you know, I mean, it is not a definition of pornography. It is not, there is no sexual act or as such, but it is still can be identified by the software. Will it identify? We don't know. So right. these are the questions that need to be asked. Then how will this uh, power be controlled? Who will be controlling this power? which police have, at what point will my data be confiscated? Now, I, if I look through your laptop, I'm sure there will be some or some or the other thing, which is objectionable thing, which I can find. It could be an app, which is banned in India. Maybe it could be uh, a Kindle book. Maybe you have downloaded a report by using some other ID. Let's say, you have downloaded a PDF file from uh, United Nations, which is restricted or someone has shared it online on the internet, which is a restricted file. Let's say you're, you've got the report from Bank of International Settlements or the uh, Bank of England, which was circulated and someone leaked it into the internet and now you've downloaded it. What if you have downloaded, let's say this uh, WikiLeaks files which has been uploaded by this Julian Assange. So if you've downloaded some of these files now, because you have just shared one baby photo, will police get access to your computer and will they get the power to check all of them? Those are the questions which are uh, very, very disturbing and how this software is just a tool. The person who is behind the tool is the more problematic person yeah so uh, the police has the right i mean it's in their discretion if they spot any crime uh, or any element of crime if they suspect there is then they have that right to uh, investigate and you know report that crime so if some such thing is found in any device which they come across then they obviously can start uh, with a new investigation even if they came uh, for example, even uh, they came and searched my laptop or my uh, mobile for something which they were suspecting that is pornographic, but they didn't find anything pornographic. But they find something uh, which was. Hillary Clinton emails me le Yeah. If you copy of that, that is considered objectionable by the police, and you are taken into custody. What will you do? Yeah, exactly. Tabhi, I, I can't say that you, you came here for the pornographic content. Now you can't <laughs> catch me for some other crime. <laughs> so obviously no, they this can. Is not, uh, this is not a good idea because, uh, you know, there are lots of things that people do, which is not a crime. Okay. Suppose you have paid for WikiLeaks secret emails from, let's say, Rahul Gandhi or Shashi Tharoor and uh, Modi to uh, some scamster. Okay. 
Lalit Modi or some other scamster. And WikiLeaks has got these videos uh, or emails, and then you have downloaded them and kept in in your hard disk. Is this a threat? Or Uddhav Thakre, since Bombay Police is involved, Aditya Thakre's photos are available with you. In you know, you have made a directory where all photos of Aditya Thakre in various poses is available. In all his parties and all that, you are a fan of Aditya Thakre. You are a fan of Sachin Tendulkar also. You have got Sachin Tendulkar's photo library also. Now these photos you have copied from the internet, right? These are copyrighted by Times Now or whatever whoever is the channel reporting it. You have photos, photos of uh, Salman Khan or you know, one of the Sunil Shetty or whoever is your favorite actor, Dharmendra or uh, you know Akshay Kumar or whoever, and you have photos of them. You also have photos of Trump. Suppose you are a Trump follower, so those photos have been downloaded from internet, which have copyright claims, right? All these photos have copyright claims. Yeah. They are not downloaded from Wikipedia or Wikimedia, which is copyright free or Creative Commons license is there. So, will those be considered? Hmm. If you have downloaded a um, what you can say movie from a Pirate Bay or some uh, such torrent website, torrent site, torrent website. If you have downloaded some torrent movies, then will you be called? Now, I have downloaded uh, certain photos. And videos from YouTube. Mm. Now there are softwares to download. YouTube also has got these claims, right? Mm. Suppose I have downloaded budding lawyers' videos and I have kept them in my mm. directory. Okay, secret videos I have downloaded. Right? Then you know you can raise a query. So the police just because I sent a photo of a baby, police came and then booked me for recording budding lawyers' videos. Mm. All this pirated material is fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> I I suppose I guess they won't do it because uh, if they start <laughs> uh, booking people for, for this piracy, then uh, all the devices of these policemen will be sacked <laughs> because they no, will no, be also. It is not like that. No, it is not like that. The question is that what they will do is they will create. If let's say they want to target you yeah. nowadays, you do you know that police have a, a software to send a message, SMS message from your phone. Hmm. So without you knowing it, so they will use the software to send a message from your device to my device, saying that you know uh, I have got this uh, explicit photos of these objectionable photos of these children. Why don't you download it? Hmm. I will be surprised to see how come you are sending this, <laughs> and then you know this whole conversation will be recorded by this. uh you know i will click it or maybe i'll not click it or whatever is there and then because of that they will trap you or me or both so these kinds of things are possible and then you know those are the problematic areas and therefore any tool as it is uh will have to be considered in its um usage as to how it is to be used now so there will be some there, restrictions right because these things are possible even now but i guess they are not happening or at least on a large scale they it may be happening for some secret operations but not used very yes. popular correct so it is uh, definitely um, possible to have uh, checks and balances through magistrates or uh, court system 
so that the police is able to use it more effectively that is definitely is required and that is what i want to see that is one aspect that is important part so software is just a tool how to use that software there has to be a guideline and update to the bombay uh, police act hmm. and uh, the maharashtra police act and uh, those acts will have to control the usage of uh, the powers which or the way the software will trigger the criminal justice system against a person because criminal justice system is quite onerous once you are you know for something as serious as child pornography if you are found uh, holding this then you will definitely be uh, in big trouble anyways the uh, beneficial now this is the limitation and this is the challenge that i immediately comes to mind but there are also of course beneficial aspects of this uh, software and uh, one interesting uh, thing which is pre um, pre the software time in india what started was a facebook group of lost children so suppose you see a children begging children because i mean child pornography is also tied to child trafficking so this is all a network so nobody actually forces their own children into this kind of uh, things so this is linked to child trafficking so you find innocent children who are in public places you kidnap them or you uh, entice them and you take them away and then you bring them into this kind of a uh, it's really a very very disturbing and mentally uh, very it's very negative world of this trafficking per se of women and children and it's unbearable to watch some of the atrocities that are being committed there and uh, initially some people used uh, the beggars the children who we see begging on streets they would take the photo of that child and put it up on facebook and that way many children were found so uh, like a child begging in mumbai would be uh, found you know it would be put up on facebook and someone from guwahati or someone from uh, rampur in up or someone from haryana would come up and say ki this is my child and then they would be able to unite this child with the parent and that is what actually prompted uh, this kind of a software based uh, tracking of crimes and it is actually uh, if used properly and if used with proper checks and balances it is possible to uh, find lost children and uh, prevent atrocities and uh, uh, you know sort of attack the network which creates and finances this child trafficking and child pornography uh, operations you know child trafficking exists because there is a way to monetize the kidnapped and trafficked children and one of the ways is to sexually exploit them under various there are brothels and all these kinds of things so they are exploited uh, and another way is to use this pornography thing which uh, is also one other way of monetizing their ch- uh, children are often used as drug mules so they smuggle drugs for the drug uh, cartels they are also used um, for their organ harvesting so if a child becomes injured and all then they are used as a donor organ donor and their organs are more prized because they are 
not used as much so this whole industry is needs to be taken down systematically and i think in that context used properly by uh, an officer of a commissioner or a deputy commissioner rank under his guidance if it is used and i, I think a certain structure can be evolved across police departments of all the states the problem with internet based crime is that the crime can originate anywhere so a video may be recorded in calcutta or kolkata and it may be available in mumbai and it may be being shared by a person in mumbai with a person in let's say dubai or uh, any other country in the world and yet the crime where it is committed and which child has been trafficked and where it is all that investigation you need coordinated response across the country and i think it's a good idea because this is the most vulgar of all industries and it's heartbreaking to see and hear uh, any of these stories from any of these victim uh, even be it women or trafficked or children and the worst of them worst of worst is the children so it is very important to tackle this and hopefully it will be used in the right uh, manner unfortunately knowing some of our uh, policemen trying to see what they are likely to do with it they are mostly likely to do nothing so the software will come it will be put up in some computer and that computer will not have a mouse so nobody will read the report and for 500 dollar uh, uh, 500 rupee mouse the whole project of fate of hundreds of thousands of children will be left to uh, you know luck so that is more likely and that is more what i worry about so rather oh, i guess being used yeah uh, in such cases may have happened i agree with that but uh year i think this uh, project which they have started the maharashtra police i think they are serious more be serious because uh, they send i think uh, some 12 officers to get themselves trained in uh, the south asian wing of interpol and they have come back and they have started training other policemen uh, in the state itself so i think they are quite serious about it and i hope it will be carried out properly this whole operation i hope i hope yeah and as as uh, you know uh, like even on uh, uh, our channels what we have been advocating is that uh, the rule of law is not only the important reform but it is the first reform and this is uh, the most vulgar part of uh, the criminal uh, system like murder and uh, you know theft and all are at one level but uh, this particular child trafficking child pornography and assault and this is most vulgar and this has to be tackled so i th- think we should congratulate mumbai uh, maharashtra police for that and hope that they use it properly and yeah. so spread it around the country yeah so one question which came to my mind was recently the, there was this software update in whatsapp uh and whatsapp mm-hmm. has an end to end encryption thing uh, like all our chats are encrypted so this software or such similar softwares won't work there right 
see uh, whatsapp by itself has its own software and bots internal bots to check what you are doing hmm. so it's not that ki what you are doing is not known to anyone even if it's encrypted whatsapp has the access and keys to watch and learn whatever you are doing hmm. on the chat and you know whatever they might say their business depends on understanding what is being shared they might not know like at a specific degree but uh, you know they might have hidden certain details for the software but they know they can read your messages so definitely that kind of privacy is no longer there and it won't ever be so the question therefore is that you know who has the access to these records does whatsapp have access to so whatsapp cannot send a message from your behalf okay because the message contains lot of data which can be cannot be created maybe they can i have i have, you know it really these days one cannot be sure but this kind of record when they create when they tamper with your communications and uh, you know they can definitely read and track what you are doing so it's very possible that they are already using the interpol bot on their servers and going through you know trolling through this is not trolling but trolling you know it's a crawling thing crawling through all the messages and whatever is being shared and it's possible that they might be sharing that information to a certain extent with the local police also okay because what from what i read uh, the data is encrypted and it they keep that data for around 30 days and they then they delete it so i don't know yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable uh, you know i i don't this this kinds of things you have to take it with a pinch of salt i mean so what the way whatsapp uh, or you know the way these chats work is that suppose when you send a photo to me mm. okay let's say good morning or some uh, happy diwali kind of a message then that photo okay has a unique data signature because it's a unique photo okay now that data signature is married with the sender's signature so first person who is sends let's say you have created this happy diwali photo which you have created in your uh, you know computer and this photo you are first sending it to me hmm. and so when you first send it with that unique photo creates a unique signature and that signature along with your signature is recorded and sent to me okay it is put in the metadata of that photo now what i do is i take that and i am not going to spend time creating happy diwali photo so what i do is i forward it to all my friends then one of the friends forwards it to multiple friends and it goes travels all across the world and it goes to let's say donald trump mm-hmm. okay so it because you know it's a six degree of separation between any two people in the world there are six steps so now whatsapp has the data because when it appears in donald trump's whatsapp whatsapp knows that this photo which is appearing on donald trump's phone has been sent by prasanna naidu mm-hmm. and it has been following this chain okay so this is uh, possible for them to know now i don't know whether they keep the data for 30 days 60 days or for donald trump they keep it for 180 days for <laughs> prasanna naidu they keep it only for 5 days it's possible but uh, that that's all thing is a possible so 
and it identifies you as the original creator of that messages hmm. okay hmm. now this becomes important in something like uh, this objectionable photos okay now when objectionable photos get circulated who is the first person to have started this chain that is very important to capture and this is how they capture you are the person who is uh, when you send it through the phone the phone encrypts certain data on to that metadata of that file and that is captured it was sent through this device so it was not your laptop but it was your mobile phone which first created this happy diwali photo and that photo is now on donald trump's whatsapp but it is on a desktop because you sent it to through the mobile phone but i sent it through a desktop whatsapp mm. and that is also recorded ki this is how it is gone yeah okay thanks rahul sir now i know how to reach donald trump so <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, one more thing uh, which came to my mind was okay i it's completely fine uh, and i think it's good that these people went to abroad uh, learned certain things from interpol and came back and they are uh, teaching others but once they came to know about this you know how this software works and how they can use it why didn't they create uh, such software by themselves we have many engineers software developers and <laughs> i agree there are many engineers who are actually not engineers <laughs> but we really have good talent too so i think we would have also created i, I think there are uh, certain things which that software will not be i mean capable of because uh, the geography the domestic data and other things which we people will the people who resides in india will know it better than some person abroad so this software must uh, must be developed according to the requirements and needs over there like where the interpol organization is right so this things also make a difference no uh, it is true but uh, unfortunately in india what uh, the problem is that uh, you know certain uh, kinds of programming which is basically uh, there are two three ways to analyze photos okay so one is the machine learning system which is basically uh, you tell the machine you tell the computer that these are the 1000 or 10000 or 1 million photos of cats hmm and the program basically puts together in its own way how to recognize a cat mm. and then it is able to recognize a cat okay so this is the way to train the program and this is how uh, most of your photo processing apps work so for example if you have a uh, you know google photos can tell you find photos of prasanna then it will find all the photos in which you are there even though the photo doesn't see that you are there so the software scans through the photos and estimates that this is what this person looks like so this is the person so uh, i'll tell you uh, an interesting anecdote that uh, my my uh, apple software the photos software which is on apple phones it uh, is able to sort of find and relate my son's photo with my photo and sometimes it confuses between whose photo it is mm-hmm. so is it my son or is it my photo from my childhood so it is able to it is not able to confirm whether whose photo is that so it is also possible to do that 
so it means the software is recognizing certain traits and patterns and measurements between let's say eye and nose and something like that and it is able to correlate those ki these seem to be similar is this the person same is that what it will not confuse between uh, you know a male and a female hmm. that much it can do so that is what is the kind of power of machine learning software now unfortunately india is not a big uh, power or a power house in terms of machine learning technology there are organizations which are into machine learning and they are doing a reasonable job but they are still not um, what you can say leaders in this technology secondly let's say if you show a person uh, or if you show the software person and this is the problem in us now i you know it's a similar problem so uh, us a photo recognition software looks through profile of all the convicted felons okay and then it tries to look at a person and tries to say whether this is a convicted felon or not and these kinds of softwares were used for giving loans which is a something very simple you know simple process it's not for any other purpose but this kind of machine learning software were used and because the database of convicted felons had a lot of black people who were convicted for you know small offenses like you know for which white people were not convicted so a white person having 10 grams of uh, marijuana or uh, cocaine and a black person with 10 grams of cocaine the black person with 10 grams of cocaine is a convicted felon and white person is not a convicted felon now the problem with this is that this loan software started rejecting black loan applicants saying ki possible convict mm-hmm. or future convict so this profiling started happening okay now this kind of uh, when you are doing softwares mm. it's possible to have these kinds of problems now let's say in india pornography is banned but having an objectionable picture of yourself is not banned <laughs> okay is, is that objectionable if i have my own picture in a very you know uh, let's say without clothes is it banned or not banned yeah that's a question because and all these things become complicated thereafter because this photo let's say if i send a photo of my you know without clothes mm. body mm. to my doctor saying ki i have a physical ailment my back or whatever and this thing and this photo gets tagged what is the repercussion of that and that is why that is the checks and balances are built within the software itself now if you know some people look like look younger okay younger than their age so they may be 18 or 19 so but they will still look 14 or 15 yeah, i am i am one of them <laughs> so then will they be tagged as child in this so all these checks and balances have to evolve in that software and that kind of expertise that kind of um, technological maturity expertise maturity of expertise so the experts who have been dealing in these kinds of software for 10s and 12 you know 10 years 20 years 25 years they have tackled these sorts of problems 
let's say uh, you know at a very early stage or they have techniques to solve these problems now we are worried about we are trying to find people but this sort of problems were solved or they were attempted for products like can you from a photo of a car can you tell the can the computer tell which car it is mm-hmm. and that problems were solved can you from the photo of a monument can the computer recognize which monument is this is it taj mahal is it uh, tower of pa- uh, pisa is it eiffel tower what kind of monument is this photo that kind of problems were solved and that expertise helps these you know programmers to arrive at this checks and balances more efficiently and in india the problem is we have all kinds of people you you will have people of different races people who are uh, you know dark skinned fair skinned medium skinned <laughs> you will have people who are curly hairs you have you know no hair also <laughs> all sorts si- kinds of people are there there are people who look you know uh, completely different from each other so two people who is thinking both are indians and these are not emigrants these are native indians native, yeah. who are completely looking different mm-hmm. one is from himalayas uh, so he is looking different one is from southern himalayas he is looking different from the northern himalayas mm-hmm. so all sorts of weird combinations are there and this all needs to be accepted into the software and that's why better to go with a trusted software rather than a software throwing all sorts of weird things into the mix and because this is criminal justice system it's better to be more alert and also more sensitive about what kind of softwares we use which do they have a bias do they have these kinds of like for example at what age will you classify it as a child in this case yeah and is how is 12 a child how how uh, perfectly will that software uh, detect the age uh, also no it will detect uh, from what i know how will you... even the top softwares the facial recognition ones uh, the percentage of recognizing the face correctly is very less like i i think it's less than 10% so and if you have used like instagram filters or something <laughs> then you are unrecognizable <laughs> yeah okay even though those people who use those filters are uh, <laughs> they are not able to recognize those <laughs> yeah so 60 year old becomes like you no know, 16 year old you will be tagged as a child and then you know you say ki boss what is this like you know who is this this is me like you can't be you computer is saying it's a 16 year old yeah. or 15 year old 12 year old and you are 40 year old how is this hmm. you know maine to filter lagaya ye wo upar crown lagaya something ho gaya then there are these cameras which mobile phones have which smoothen the skin mm. change the tone yeah, yeah yeah so dark looks fair fair person looks i know ultra fair or something <laughs> so those create a problem for this and then who will recognize so in any uh, software or any uh, program there are two types of errors one is not recognizing you know a positive that is a actual uh, objectionable photo of a child the software fails to recognize that that is a worse error right you are now exposing that child to further torment and then there is another error falsely recognizing many people as child 
that is also a problem so now instead of having 10 cases you have 50000 cases of all adults actually who are being classified as child that is also a problem so these kind of things need a lot of expertise yeah okay for example an older persons uh, as you grow older your mouth becomes a little droopy okay if you see older people they have a droopy mouth yeah and the young people have uh, you know a sort of upward uh smiling face yeah. rather and this is like a frowning face after because of old age so uh, there is this uh, there was this uh, fellow called naushir khoja in my class whose face only was smiling face <laughs> so teacher got angry with him and still he was smiling so teacher gave him a, uh, you know slap with a still he was smiling so then teacher got very angry then his uh, partner told teacher ki his face is only like that don't trouble him he is you know he always looks smiling only and then then teacher realized ki yes he always looks smiling okay he can't be serious because even serious face becomes like smiling so if that kind of problem will you know how the software handles these kinds of things is very critical and these exceptions have these are not uh, you know very small exceptions with to have uh, you know a laugh about but these are futures of these children yeah. and futures of you know uh, people who are innocent mm-hmm. that is also possible so how will you recognize that the difference now suppose uh, you know you are bringing in this software and you are not training the people to use it through the judicious process like through the criminal justice system the norms and efficiency then also it's a problem so it's best to have the best software which is available and to get these people trained in a proper software because then nobody will be able to train you mm. because your software is different you can train but it will be having its own limitations so you are borrowing a system hopefully it works we will see how it uh, effective it is and what police do with it and how they are interacting with the uh, judicial system so that there is no uh, misuse or abuse of this uh, software otherwise police will use this to watch porn instead of catch porn so hopefully that is not going to happen and uh, we'll have some uh, breakthrough in these trafficking rackets hmm hmm yeah hope on that positive note uh, let's end this episode and yeah listeners if you all uh, come across any interesting information rega- regarding this please share it with us on our twitter and instagram you can dm us on instagram and obviously tweet us on twitter and do watch our videos on youtube and follow us here to keep updated with the new episodes thank you thank you